0: You are listening to Industrial Woman. I'm LaShelle Buchanan from industrialwoman.com, a blog about lessons in leadership at home and at work. Leadership during crisis Four tips to command in an emergency. My heart swells with pride as I beam at the little body, splashing and struggling through the water, propelled by a newfound confidence in himself. The instructor is hovering feet away. Months of swimming lessons and he is finally doing it! He is swimming by himself. No flotation device, no holding on. He is swimming all by himself. I am excited and joyous and every other strong emotion a parent can feel at such a milestone. I watch him reach the edge and climb out. He is proud too. His head is held high, chest out, arms swinging back and forth with abandon. His wide smile matches my own. I can see that he feels invincible. Standing on the edge, he turns around with his back to the pool and looks over his shoulder at the water. Oh no, don't do it, I whisper to myself. My eyes quickly dart to the instructor. Her back is turned. She doesn't see what is about to happen. I look toward the lifeguard. He isn't looking either. Should I yell? I'm too far away and there are too many people. They won't hear me. They won't react in time. It happens so fast. A split second, I watch in horror as he launches himself off the side of the pool. I hold my breath, hoping he will make it. He is so close. His body brushes the hard tile. But his face... The face I love more than any other in the world. The face that looks so much like mine. That melts my heart and warms my soul. His face doesn't clear the edge. My gut drops as his little head bounces off the tile and slips under the water. With slightly shaking hands, I gather my things and stand up. I walk over to the pool to deal with this emergency. People respond to emergencies differently. Some melt down and get upset first, and then they deal with the situation after they've calmed down. Some methodically process what needs to be done without showing much emotion. I have people close to me on both extreme ends of the spectrum. There is some good and bad to either extreme. But knowing how others react in a crisis and why can help you empathize and support them. When I am hit by a sudden crisis, be it at home or at work, my natural tendency is to problem solve first and deal with emotions later. Number one, remain calm and in control. The instructor was holding my screaming son in the water as she was telling me over and over that he was okay I noticed the blood dripping off his chin, so I snatched him out of the water by one arm and took him over to the lifeguard station for first aid. I know that water will dilute the blood and make it look like more, so I wasn't overly concerned about the amount of red liquid staining his white top. I held his hand and rubbed his wet hair. I calmly but firmly told him that he was going to be okay. He hurt himself but mommy is here and she is going to take care of him and make sure he is okay. Looking back now, I am still a bit amazed that my stubborn and defiant child stopped crying, remained calm, and obediently followed my lead the whole time we were dealing with this situation. He was hurt and scared, but he believed that I would take care of him, so he followed my lead. Number two. Get perspective from someone with more experience. As the lifeguard dabbed the wound dry with gauze, he looked over at me with concern in his eyes. This is really deep. I haven't personally seen a lot of wounds in children, so I deferred to him. Do you think it will need stitches? His unhelpful response was, I don't know, I've never seen one like this. I looked at the gaping flesh, and it looked like it needed professional care. "'Where's the closest emergency room?' I asked. "'He didn't know that either. Luckily, someone overheard and gave me directions. As we were sitting in rush-hour traffic trying to get to the emergency room just a few miles away, I used the time to phone my sister and briefly tell her what happened.' You work at a hospital. What should I know about the emergency room? What should I expect? What should I ask for? What should I be concerned about? I asked her. Dealing with an emergency situation can be scary and overwhelming. It helps relieve some of those fears and to get a better perspective by talking to someone who has more experience than you with similar situations. Their experience can help you formulate a better plan Learn from others when you don't have the luxury of time to learn by yourself. Choose who you consult wisely. If you ask for opinions from too many people who don't know, then you may be even more scared. The unhelpful lifeguard left me more concerned than I would have been. You may feel like you are the only one this has happened to before. I guarantee that is not the case. Whatever your crisis is, Someone else has already experienced it and made it through. You can get through it as well. Number three, the story you tell yourself determines how you feel. We finally got home from the emergency room with three stitches in my son's chin, two hours past his bedtime, and no dinner in our bellies. I was exhausted. The emotional roller coaster had left me drained. But I still had a role to play. Damage control. I don't want him to be afraid of the water or the doctors and nurses. I have to balance keeping him safe without stifling his daring and adventurous spirit. I kept a positive tone for him. He asked me to tell him the story of what happened. So as we ate, I started crafting the grand tale so that he could experience it from my perspective. It is a story that starts with a bad decision. It is full of twists and turns, danger, drama, heroes. I told him about my pride and then my fear. He added details that I missed. I was very brave, Mommy, he said. The story we tell ourselves about a situation is more powerful than anything that happens to us. How we see the crisis shapes how we feel about it. Are you a victim of circumstance or are you a survivor against all odds? How you see yourself in the situation can and will shape how you respond. So take the time to reflect and tell your tale in the way you need to hear it. If you feel like a survivor, the next time a crisis comes you will be more confident that you can make it through number four deal with the emotions once I put my son in bed tucked him in and kissed his little forehead the overwhelming flood of emotions I had been suppressing during problem-solving mode hit me like a tidal wave I felt scared I felt helpless I felt shame Why couldn't I stop him from getting hurt? That is one of my biggest jobs as a parent, and I failed. I felt anger. Why weren't they watching him better? I entrusted the safety of my precious child to these people, and they let him get hurt. I felt sad. I'm not terribly concerned with appearances. I do believe that a beautiful soul shines brighter than a beautiful face but my precious child will now have a large scar on his chin for the rest of his life. The pull of parental guilt is strong. I feel like the disfigurement is my fault somehow. We can't always control how or when we process strong emotions. I don't think panicking in the middle of an emergency is very helpful, but you might not be able to control it. If you are like that, my best advice is to recognize it is a temporary state and try to move past it as quickly as possible. On the other extreme, you might be one that bottles up your strong emotions with the goal of never letting them out. It doesn't work. Like putting Mentos in a Coke bottle, eventually it will explode. Crying, screaming, pounding your fist on your legs, these are all normal human reactions. Give yourself permission to feel. In private or with a close to loved one, preferably. And then move on. We all move through a crisis slightly differently. I have seen people completely fall apart at the slightest upset. The team loses confidence in that kind of leader. I have seen people remain so cold and in control that they seem aloof and unrelatable. Even if you have that tight lid bottling your own emotions, recognize that others may not have that same ability. If you remain calm, but acknowledge what your team is feeling, you can instill confidence in your ability to navigate the situation rather than distance and detachment life is filled with moments of panic and crisis. Some are big, some are small. How we navigate these moments and the stories we tell ourselves afterwards are what shape us. Tom Landry said, leadership is a matter of having people look at you and gain confidence, seeing how you react. If you're in control, they're in control. If you enjoyed this audio blog, you can always find more at industrialwoman.com. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe.